In this week's parsha, there are a number of promises of Hashem to Avram Avinu regarding Eretz Yisroel. Now in some of the psukim, the expression is Hashem will give the land to Avram and his children. It also says Avram should go in the length and in the breadth. But first of all, it's an expression of matana, of giving, and it's also in the future he will give Eretz Yisroel. We also find there's an expression of Yerusha that Hashem is saying, Losses or it's I'm going to give it to you to inherit. Hashem says to Avraham Avinu, and Avraham also says a similar expression. How am I going to know that I will inherit it? Now, after these expressions of Yerusha by the Brisbane Absarim, Hashem says, Hashem makes a bris with Avraham, and he says, To your children, I have given this land. In other words, here the, it's it's already being said on in the past tense that I have given the land to you. In the first psukim, it was giving in the future. And this is suddenly coming from Hashem himself. It's not that Avram did anything yet, or Avram asked anything. But these, this Lazarach Onosati is after, first of all, Avram had gone in the length and in the breadth of the land. And after, once Hashem said, I'm going to give it to you as an inheritance, Avram said, how do I know I'm going to inherit it? The Ragachavar explains, why is it that in the first psukim we find this expression of Nesina, of giving, and later we find this Lashon of Yerusha? Because... These are two different ways of how Hashem is giving the land to, to the Yidden. And generally, this would be the difference between the first time the Yidden came into Eretz Yisrael, in the times of Yeshua, which is going to be more like a matana, like a gift, and the second time when they come into Eretz Yisrael, in the time of Ezra, which is more similar to the concept of a Yerusha, as we will explain. In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe introduces a Rambam, which explains the difference between the first Kedusha that the Yidden achieved when they came into Eretz Yisrael, and the second Kedusha, when they came in the second time with Ezra. The Rambam says the first time, since it was only done by conquering Eretz Yisrael, once Eretz Yisrael was taken away from them in the time of Golos, the, the original conquering was cancelled, and now in Torah, it is going to be exempt from Miser and Shemitah, it's not considered Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't have that Kedusha anymore. When Ezra comes out, back, comes up, and he sanctifies Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't do it through conquering, but rather, as Ramam refers to it, as Chazaka. He takes hold of it, takes possession of it, and therefore, says the Rambam, any place that the Oilei Bavel, these people that came up now with Ezra from Bavel, came and took possession of, becomes holy forever, and even nowadays, it would be Chayiv and Shemitah and Maiser, etc. The Kesef Mishnah asks two questions. Number one, why is this Chazaka? Ezra taking hold of Eretz Yisrael, stronger, more powerful than the conquering that he didn't do the first time. Secondly, the first time, even when they conquered it, they still had a chazaka, they're still taking hold of it and claiming ownership to it. So why is there a difference? So the Rebbe says, the Radvaz explains that the first time they didn't sanctify it verbally, the second time they did. But the Rebbe says, number one, we don't find anywhere that they should sanctify it verbally. And not only doesn't the Rambam mention this, in fact, it seems that the Rambam is saying specifically that the difference is that the second time was because they didn't conquer it. Rather, they took it b'chazaka, clearly nothing to do with the fact that they didn't, that they verbalized something. The Toysvis Yamtav has another approach. He explains the differences that the first time, since they took it through conquering, so when the Goyim come and conquering, that cancels the fact that he didn't conquer it. But the second time, since they got permission from the Persian king to take Eretz Yisrael, so therefore it was with the consent of the one who gave it to them, and therefore Goyim conquering it afterwards cannot cancel that out. But the Rebbe says, seemingly the questions of the Kesef Mishnah were actually not answered. Number one, the question still remains. If in fact, 
Conquering is so powerful that it acquires a legal acquisition that who cares whether originally the Yidden had it with the consent of the one who's taking it from or not, the bottom line is now, the Goyim are coming, meaning after the second time the Yidden are in Eretz Yisrael, they're coming and they're acquiring it through their conquering. So who cares how the Yidden got it? Number two says the Rebbe, even the first time the Yidden took Eretz Yisrael through Yeshua, there were also certain portions of Eretz Yisrael, the Givoinim, gave away their cities to the Yidden, and yet we don't say regarding their cities that since it was taken with their consent, so now the Kedusha is going to remain forever. The Toysus Yamtav goes on and says, you might ask a question, that after all, the first time Hashem gave the Yidden Eretz Yisrael, so why should the Goyim be able to take it away through their conquering it? So the Taisus Yamtav says, yes, just like Hashem gave it to the Yidden, the Nevi'im also said that these people are going to come and destroy the Beis HaMikdash and take away Eretz Yisrael. So too there's a prophecy that Koirish will then come and take Eretz Yisrael and return it to the Yidden, etc. But the fact that now it should be taken again from the Yidden, for that there was no clear nevuah, and therefore the Yidden, the Goyim are taking it illegally, and that's why they, they can't take it, they can't have it. But the Rebbe says, again, the question remains, if conquering it through a war is considered an ap- absolute acquisition, then who cares if there was a nevuah or not? Bottom line is now the Goyim took it. And if what the Toysus Yamtif means is that when Goyim are conquering, that's not a proper legal acquisition, and rather, it's just that the first time was based on Nevoah, and that's why Nebuchadnezzar was able to take it, whereas the second time, when Eretz Yisrael was taken, was not taken in a legal way, but that doesn't fit with what the Rambam says. The Rambam says that the reason is based on how the Yidden took it, whether the Yidden took it through conquering or through Chazaka. But according to this logic that we just said, the difference should really be whether the Goyim took it legally with Rishus of Hashem or not. So therefore the Rebbe has another whole approach. And the Rebbe says the explanation is like this. When we speak about Eretz Yisrael being given to the Yidden, there's generally two ideas. Number one is the ownership of Eretz Yisrael, that Eretz Yisrael belongs to the Yidden. Number two is the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. The first idea that Yidden becomes owners of Eretz Yisrael happens immediately when Hashem tells Avram, I gave the land to your children. I gave it already, it's theirs forever. The second idea of the Kedusha of the land happens when Yidden come into Eretz Yisrael. And within this idea, the, the Kedusha of the land, when Yidin come into Eretz Yisrael, there's going to be now a difference. The first time they come into Eretz Yisrael, and the second time they come into Eretz Yisrael. The first time they come into Eretz Yisrael, Hashem wanted and Hashem commanded it should be through a war, through conquering it. And therefore the Kedusha that was achieved that time happens through the conquering. And therefore Chazaka at that point wouldn't help. Because since the Kedusha is happening based on the way Hashem commanded, Hashem commanded it needs to be through conquering, so that's the only way the Kedusha is going to happen. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, as soon as the Eden come into Yericha, which is considered the lock to Eretz Yisroel, once you have Yericha, you have all of Eretz Yisroel, automatically that causes a Kedusha in the whole of Eretz Yisroel, and therefore it's not going to make any difference in the world if you now go ahead and make a Chazaka. Whereas when they come in, the second time through Ezra, then it was the Ratzon and the Tzivu, you had the command of Hashem, then that the Eden should settle it, should take possession of it, not through war, and therefore the Kedusha then happens through that Chazaka that the Yidin are taking hold of it. Now we can understand why the first Kedusha could be nullified and not the second one. Since when they come into through with Yeshua, the whole Kedusha is based on that fact that they were told to conquer it, 
What does the idea of conquering mean? You're taking something from someone else against his will. In other words, the command itself is telling you that previously someone else owns it, and now you're going to have to overpower them, overcome them. And the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is going to be based on this fact that you overpowered them. So if that overpowering of the Goyim was cancelled, was nullified, now the Goyim took it back, so that Kedusha is also cancelled. Where is the second time the Eden come into Eretz Yisrael without taking it in a way of Chazaka? What does Chazaka mean? I'm not taking something that belongs legally to somebody else. Chazaka means it's absolutely mine. I'm the full owner of it. Not that I'm taking something from somebody else. And therefore the Kedusha that comes from that Chazaka is also connected with this fact they came back to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael was always theirs. This is the way they're taking it. And the Kedusha is based on that as well. So the Kedusha will never be bottled. That means just like Eretz Yisrael will always be Eretz Yisrael, and will always be the Edens, and was always the Edens, so to the Kedusha, based on that sort of Chazaka, it could also never be bottled. Says the Rebbe, this idea could also be connected with the way Pnimi Yisrael understands the difference between Kedusha Rishayin and Kedusha Shniya, Chassidus explains it. And the time of the first Kedusha, the time when the Eden come into Eretz Yisrael the first time, they're on the level of Tzadikim generally. The second time, after a Golos, is more like the level of Baal Tshuva. The avoid of a tzaddik is what we call Melmailo Lamata. In other words, it's about bringing down Hashem's Kedusha into the world. But since it's only coming from above, not so much connected with the world itself, it's possible that it could stop. It's possible that it could be interrupted. Similar to the first Kedusha, it came through conquering, through overpowering, but it could stop. In Avoidus Hashem, that means you can have a person that's serving Hashem in a great way, but not connected to the world, then you don't know what's going to happen if he does encounter some problem, some challenge in the world. But then you have a Baal Tshuva. Baal Tshuva is someone that has a connection with the world. The Avoidus Mulmatelamayla, it's about transforming the world, making himself and the world a Kali Telekos. He's a person that had certain dealings and sometimes even fell through certain things in the world. And yet he returned to Hashem, he returned to Torah and Mitzvahs. That's a sim, that's a sign that Torah and Mitzvahs permeate him to such an extent that even these stumbling blocks, even these challenges can never separate him from Hashem. His iskashos to the Yebish is in a way of bleakful, similar to the second Kedusha that comes through Chazaka, which again, even though we may have been exiled from our land, we come back to Eretz Yisrael, not in the way that we need to conquer it, we're coming back to a place that always belonged to us. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back and understand why we said that the first Kedusha is more like the idea of Matana, and the second idea, the second time of coming to Eretz Yisrael is more like the idea of Yerusha. Matana, the Gemara says, yesh lo could be interrupted. In other words, a matana is not necessarily in an absolute way. A person could say, I'm giving you a gift, and after you, it's going to go to the next person. Yerusha is in a way that ain't lo never stops it. it. There's no interruption. It cannot be taken away from the Yerush. Why is that? Matana is coming from the giver. In other words, the recipient doesn't really have a claim to it. He's not essentially connected to it. And that's why there could be possibly some sort of change. Whereas Yerusha means that it's essentially connected to the person inheriting. It's his. And therefore, the Kedusha Rishon, the first time the Eden go into Eretz Yisrael, is more like a gift, all coming from above, all coming from Hashem, both in the way the Eden conquered it, coming, Milmailo, overpowering the Goyim. In Avoid the Sodom, it's like the idea of a tzaddik, infusing the world with Kedusha. But again, that's more like the Matana perspective, Matana attitude. Whereas the Kedusha Shnir, the second time the Eden come and sanctify the land, this is in the way of a Chazaka. This is saying that Be'etzem, in essence, Eretz Yisrael belongs to the Eden, both in the way they settle Eretz Yisrael. So to we said in Avoid the Sodom, that's like the idea of a Baal Tshuva. 
And now looking back at the Psukim, we'll see that that's why in the first promises, where Hashem says, Lezarach etein, I'm going to give it in the future, that's because the first Kedusha is based on that the, the, the conquering, the way they conquer it, but it means their connection is only going to start in the future when they will conquer Eretz Yisrael, so it's something of the future. Whereas the second time, after the idea of Yerusha was discussed in the Torah, then it suddenly says, I have given it to them, because it's about revealing that really, Eretz Yisrael always belonged to the Eden. It's not something of the future, it was always the Eden's from when Hashem promised it. Says the Rebbe, now all of this is regarding the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. How Eretz Yisrael, the first time it's with that way of Matano, and it can be interrupted the second time a way of Yerusha without interruption. But the actual ownership of Yidin of Eretz Yisrael is constant all the time of Betachas HaShlemus. Hashem gave it to Avram of in a way of a Krisas bris with a covenant that can never be changed. Even when we were exiled from our land, it's always ours. From this we understand there's never any room for negotiations, for doing business with Eretz Yisrael and about Eretz Yisrael. Because Eretz Yisrael belongs to all Yidin and every single Yidin. No one can give up a part of Eretz Yisrael. In addition to the fact that it's against the will of Hashem because Hashem wanted to give it to us. And when we stand strong with this, and, and the strength is coming because Hashem is the one that's giving us that strength. We know that it's Hashem. Then surely we're successful until we fulfill the promise that the Goyim themselves will assist the Yidin, even while the Yidin are in Golos. And that will for sure speed up and hasten the B.S. HaMashiach when we'll have all of Eretz Yisrael. Not only the seven nations, but also all ten nations.